Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The beginning of the gospel according to St. John is absolutely incredible. It is beautifully poetic, and at the very same time, it is overflowing with historical truth. It is a summary of the entire gospel. It is expressed in very simple terms, and at the same time, it is so weighty and profound that the human mind is unable to fathom its depths. We back up a little bit from where our gospel lesson picks up. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. As we take a look at this text, and we take a look at the world around us as well. We hear a lot of people talking about celebrating Jesus' birthday. It seems like a phrase like that misses the mark, doesn't it? If we think of what a birthday really represents, it doesn't quite seem adequate to say, happy birthday, Jesus. For there was never a time when Jesus was not in existence. Jesus has been since the beginning. God has never been without the word. The Trinity has always been in existence. According to his human nature, Christ was born in the same manner as you and I. But according to his divine nature, Christ is eternal. St. John the Baptizer confesses as much when he says this, this in our text today. This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. John may have been born first. He may have started preaching publicly first. But Christ is eternal, the only begotten Son of God. From the beginning of time, God was hidden. No one had ever seen God. Although his fingerprints were seen throughout all of creation, His fingerprints are in the stars. They're in the breathtaking sunrise and sunset. They are in the awe-inspiring majesty of the mountains. They are in the peace, tranquility, and terror of the seas. God finally revealed himself in the person and work of Christ. And this indeed is the glory of Advent. 
It's the coming of Christ in the past, the present, and the future, where God comes to us. It is our arrogance that believes that we found Christ. It is our arrogance that believes that we somehow merit God's love and forgiveness. It is our arrogance that believes we are so special that God would choose us above all others. St. John the Baptizer could have easily made any one of these claims. He was a son of a priest descended from Aaron. He fled society and proclaimed the coming Messiah in the deserts. He was even killed for his faithfulness to the word of God. He leapt in the womb when their mothers met. He was the one who proclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Of all people, he would have been able to boast of his worthiness, yet he did not. He considered himself unworthy to untie the sandals of Jesus. The same can be said of the Apostle Paul. He could boast of his lineage and of his academics. He could boast of his service to God, yet he considered himself to be chief of sinners. He recognized that we all fall short of the glory of God. He humbled himself, refusing to turn to his own cunning, refused to alter or tamper with the word of God. This is a good warning for all of us as well. It is tempting in our modern society to take advantage of modern marketing methods and techniques. If you ever listen to an advertisement for the advertisers, they will tell you that they have been altering thoughts and patterns and behaviors for years and years through their techniques. It is tempting to model our practices and our appearances after successful entertainment venues. It is tempting to soften the word of God to make it a little bit more appealing to modern ears. Indeed, there have been many who have taken this approach. They surveyed the community to ask what they would like to see in church. They asked the unbelievers what would attract them to go to church. And they took these ideas and built churches around them. They took these ideas and reflected them in their practices within these so-called churches. They may even admit that these practices are just to get people in the door and they hope to teach the truth later. In other words, it's a bait and switch. John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul did not follow these practices, and neither should we. Although we are unworthy, although we know our own weaknesses and frailty, our focus should always remain on the faithful proclamation of God's word. This is the beauty and the wonder of Advent, that God saw our sinful condition and heard our cries for mercy. He saw just how lost we are and responded out of pure, undeserved love. He put on human flesh and lived a perfect life in our stead. He put on human flesh and suffered the wrath of God in our stead. He put on human flesh and rose again on the third day. If Christ came only for those who earned it, the gospel would be nothing more than wages earned. It would mean that the hardest workers would receive the greatest reward 
and so forth down to those who earn just a minimum wage. If God only rewards the cleverest congregations, it would make Christ no better than the stock market rewarding Apple, Samsung, Tesla, Chick-fil-A, and the like. God demonstrates his great love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for us. For God often works through the most undeserving and the least likely. Using the likes of us, he demonstrates his glory all the more. Throughout the scriptures, God continually uses the least likely. He demonstrates his great glory by choosing the Virgin Mary and Joseph. He demonstrates his great glory being born in Bethlehem in a stable. He demonstrates his glory riding into Jerusalem on a donkey and dying on a cross. God demonstrates his glory by forgiving the sins of you and me. The glory and wonder of Advent is the coming of the King of Kings in the past, in the present, and in the future. In the Old Testament, we see generation after generation who struggle to remain true to the faith. The human lineage of Jesus is filled with sinners. God still put on human flesh. And we too struggle with sin. And Christ continues to be present with us in word and sacrament. Christian congregations struggle to remain faithful to the word of God. Yet Christ will still come again. He saves all who put their faith in him. From the fullness of Christ, as our text says, we have received grace upon grace. He has called us out of darkness into his glorious light. He has forgiven every sin that that we have ever committed in the past. He forgives every sin that we will commit in the future. He knows our strength fails us. Therefore, he provides us with the strength to endure to the end. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, Keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.